Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shirem and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now beginning the third chapter of Masachet Babakama, the first Mishnah of which falls out on Daf Chaf Zayin Amud Aleph in the Masachet. And the third chapter continues with the theme of Adam Wadeolam, with which we ended the second chapter, and now uh, mixes into it things that are somehow related to the Nezek of Bor, Bishut Arabim, um, and of two people colliding with each other, and, and where the Chiyuv lies there, which will come in the next Mishnah. We'll begin with this. If somebody leaves a pitcher in Rishut HaRabim, and another fellow walked into it and tripped on it, and it broke, Patur. The fellow who broke it is Patur. And if he uh, became hurt by tripping over this thing, then the owner of the pitcher, which here is now called a Chavit, not a Kad, is obligated to pay for the damages. The Gemara immediately picks up on the uh, switched or interchangeable use of Chavit and Kad. Why does it start with a Kad and end with a Chavit as if it's the same thing? In the Mishnah, later on in our parak, we have, as I mentioned, two people interacting, and that causes nezek. The question is where the chiyuv comes. If one person is walking with his chavit and the other one with a board, if the person's pitcher, which is now called a kad, breaks against the board, patur, etc. We're not concerned with the law there, but rather the language. Again, Chavit and Kad are used interchangeably. With Nami, we have in a later parak, Zebaba Chavito Shal Yayin, this is in the last parak of Masachet, Vezebaba Chado Shal Dvash, Nistakach Chavit Shal Dvash, Veshafach Zeyeno, Veitzilat Advash Letocho, and again, we're not concerned about the details, but again, about the language, and the Scharo, Patach Bechad Vesiyem Bechavit. And here at the beginning, the carry, the one who's carrying the honey is carrying it in a Kad, and later on it's called a Chavit Shal Dvash. So what's the purpose of that? Amar Papa, to tell you that Kad and Chavit are the same thing. So of what practical implication does that have? Or application? For commerce. Meaning, if I buy a Kad and you deliver a Chavit, I have no claims of fraud. What's the situation? If it's a place where a Kad is not called a Chavit and a Chavit is not called a Kad, then it is a fraud. And people don't call it that. Most people in this area call each thing separate. One is a pitcher, one is slightly larger, closer to a barrel. And but some people in the area do use the terms interchangeably. I might think we follow the rove. And therefore, since the rove do keep the terms separate, if you bought a cod and the fellow de- delivered a barrel to you, you would have a claim of fraud. The rule is that we do not follow rove when it comes to mamon. Uh, that doesn't mean rove abetin, of course, but it does mean that when there is a general usage of something, but a minority, but recognized usage, which is different, that usage can be claimed to be valid. Uh, the classic uh, example shows up later on uh, about somebody who sells a shore and... Uh, and the, the question is whether it was sold for meat or sold it was sold for meat or was sold for plowing. And again, since uh, even though majority are sold for plowing, nonetheless, uh, you can say, uh, you proved to me that it was only for plowing, otherwise I can claim that it was done for shechita, in which case you don't care that it is a violent ox. Okay, back to the Mishnah, patur. 
Amai patur. Why is the fellow uh, who broke the the uh, the pitcher? Why is he patur? He should be careful where he's walking. So I'm going to Rav. We have four different answers to this. One is Malay Rishut Rabim Kula Chaviyot. It's talking about a case where a guy didn't just put one Chavit out. He filled the whole street with Chaviyot, so there's nowhere else for the guy to go. Shmuel Amar Bafelashanu. We're talking about a case where it's either a very dark place or it's at night. Biochan Amar Zavid. It's in a corner where it's very hard to see uh, where you're going. Um, like, uh, right, right, when you turn the corner from, uh, into the main street, it's right there, so there's, uh, no way to, that you would see it. Which means, by the way, Riachon and Shmuel are very close to each other, both talking about a case where visual acuity is not, is not available. Amar Papa, lo The Mishnah, if you look at the Mishnah carefully, it supports Shmuel or Riachon's take, but not Rav. And according to Rav, why does it have to say he tripped over it? Even if he broke him deliberately, he'd still be patur, because there's no way out. So Rav answered, no, the Mishnah could also work like Rav, because the law would be the same even if he deliberately broke them. Why did the Mishnah pick if he tripped on it? He's patur. Parallel construction. I did a boy, the mitni seifavim huzak babalabait chayav benizko. In the second case, where it says that if the fellow walking got hurt, the owner of the pitcher has to pay for it, that's only if he tripped on it. But if he broke it deliberately, then certainly the Balacha, and, and in doing so, he hurt himself, the Balachavid is not responsible. Maitama, who the Azikanafshi hurt himself. It's one thing if you're walking down the street and you trip over a pitcher and you get hurt. It's another thing if you see it and you kick it because you want to kick it out of the way and you hurt your foot. The Bala Chavit is not responsible for that. So therefore, since the only way the Seifa will play out that the owner of the Chavit is Chayef for your damage is Nitkal, therefore, Ketani Resha Nitkal, therefore, the first case was learned in parallel construction, Nitkal. Now, Amalei Rav Abba Ravashi, he told the fellow, Hachi Amarava, Mishmed Rav Ula, they quote Ula in Eretz Yisrael as giving a fourth answer. It's not the way of people when they're walking to look everywhere that they're going. And therefore, if a person left something in the street, then uh, the fellow doesn't. The fellow's walking doesn't have to be responsible for everything that somebody might have left there. And if he hits it, he's not chayav to pay for it. Now, Havi Uvda ben Nahardea. A story happened in Nahardea. V'chiyev Shmuel. Shmuel found the fellow who walked into the picture that was in Roshit Rabim Chayav, and that makes sense. We'll see why in a second. But Pumbadita v'chiyev Rava. In Pumbadita we had a case, and Rava also found the fellow who broke it chayav, and it was against our Mishnah. Meaning, circumstantially, it was different than our Mishnah. So, Bishlama Shmuel Kishmate. We understand why Shmuel ruled, because he was being consistent with his own reasoning, that he said, our Mishnah only applies at night. This, this, uh, case happened during the day in an open area, where you could see the picture. He tripped, he, 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 uh, broke it. He's responsible. Does that mean that Rava holds like Shmuel? Which would be a little bit difficult, because if you recall, two lines ago, Rava was the one who defended Rav's possible authorship of the Mishnah. Rav's uh, possible uh, uh, acceptance within the Mishnah, as it were. So, is it the case that Rava holds like Shmuel? So, Amarav Papa, no, Karna Da'atzrahave. That was right next to the uh, to the olive press, where everyone knows, the came on the Bashut Ka'avdi, Iboy Lele Yuni Amezel. Since... There, they have the right to put their their pots because their their, uh, their containers because that's exactly where they make the oil. They put a bunch of uh, of uh, ceramic pots out with the oil, and everybody knows that they're there. So, therefore, somebody walking should know. So, therefore, in the case with Rava, 
was not a normal case, but it was a case where everybody should know to be careful there. The fellow wasn't careful. He broke it. He's responsible. Okay. Now, Shalach Rav Chista Rav Nachman. Remember, Rav Nachman is the head dying in Bavel. And Rav Chista sent a message to him with a question. Harei Amru, they said the following, Lirachuva Shalosh, um, and this is a, a whole series of um, of uh, gradations for uh, Boshet, for how much you pay for um, for uh, for shame. And they had a general scale. If somebody kicks another fellow, then he pays Shalosh, if the guy's riding. Lu bi'ita chamesh. If he goes, just goes up to him and he kicks him, then uh, then it's uh, five. Alright, ulu sonokeret, which is a fist, shloshesrei. Alright, lafanda damar, lakupina damar amai. But what do you pay, what's the amount that you should find somebody who shames somebody else by hitting him with a rake, with a hoe, or with the head of the hoe? So shalachle, Rav Nachman sent back a message, chista, chista, kanasa kamagbid vavel. Since when are we collecting Knas and Babel? We already saw this, remember, at the end of the first parak. We don't connect, collect Knasot and Babel. So, Why don't you tell me exactly what really happened? And then I'll uh, respond. So, Shalach, the Rav Chista sent back the message. There was a well that was owned by two fellows. They had a partnership. They had a partnership. One day you can draw water, one day you can draw water. One fellow started drawing water on a day that wasn't his day. Amarle, the other fellow said, It's my day. The other fellow didn't listen to him. So he took out uh, the, the head of the uh, the rake or something and he started hitting him. Right? So in other words, he was asking him now, the fellow, the fellow who was hit is taking the other fellow to Beitin, saying one of the things he did was to publicly shame me and Rav Chista wanted to know what's the standard for using that kind of uh, a tool to hurt somebody. He should have hit him with a hundred of those things. In other words, the guy was right to hit him. You can't charge him for that. Why? Even according to the opinion that says, you cannot take the law into your own hands. And we'll see this right away. The discussion will open up in a minute. Now, this is Rav Nachman talking. Important to note that because Rav Nachman is the author of the opinion who says, a man may take the law into his own hands. And we'll see what the circumstances are. But he said, even my opponent, which is Rav Yehuda, who says you may not do so, will agree that if there is a loss that's going to be incurred, that you can stop by taking the law into your own hands, then you may do so. So, for instance, in this case, if the other fellow would say, I'm going to take you to court, and I'm not going to do anything against you, and in the meantime, the fellow keeps drawing water out of the well, he's losing the water. So he has the right to stand up and stop him, even if it means acting with some measure of violence. How much? We'll see in a moment. Dietmar, here's the machloket. Rav Yehuda Amar lo avid inishtidna lanafshe. Man may not do so. Rav Nachon Amar avid inishtidna lanafshe. Now, hecha de'ika pseida, if there is an on-the-spot loss that cannot be prevented except through taking the law into your own hands, kuleyama lo pligi david inishtidna lanafshe. Everybody agrees you could do so. Ki pligi, the machloket, Rav Yehuda and Rav Nachman, is hecha de'ika pseida, if there is no loss. Rav Yehuda Amar lo avid inishtidna lanafshe. Why? The kevin de'ika pseida, lezel kamidayin dayona. Since there's no loss, go to the Beitin. Rav Nachman Amar, and it's interesting because Rav Nachman, of course, is the chief Dayan. Amar, Avid Why? Avid Since he's doing the right thing, he's protecting his real interests. Therefore, we don't force him to have to uh, go to Beitin, which is uh, uh, time and resources, etc. Why should he have to do so? He stops it on the spot. So now let's see the proofs supporting either position. Meitir Av Kahana. 
So Rav Kahana brings the following proof that supports Rav Nachman. Ben Bagbag Omer, the famous early Tata Ben Bagbag, said, This presented as something of an aphorism. Don't go into your friend's uh, courtyard, your, coll- your fellow's courtyard, to take something which is yours without his permission. Meaning you lent him something, he's not returning it. Don't sneak in and take it. Could you look like a ganav? And by the way, what's implied there is, and maybe he'll attack you. Come up and bust his teeth. Go and grab the thing and hit him and say, I'm taking it. Which totally implies a, uh, an acceptance of the principle that you could take the law into your own hands. So Amarle, um, uh, this is the answer to Rav Kahana. Amarle, Imcha, is this your proof? Ben Bagbag Yechidahu, he's an isolated opinion. Upligi Rabbanon and the Rabbanon disagree with him and say, you can't do that, you have to take him to court. Rabbi Yane Amar, he had a different answer. My Shvor Chinav, what did Rabbi, Rabbi Ben Bagbag mean when he said Shvor Chinav? And again, remember, he's talking in an aphoristic way. Bedin, he said, he meant, bust his teeth in Din. Meaning, don't go into his house to take what, what's yours, but rather take him to court and, and show him up publicly. So he hachiv and more low, but then the phrase that Ben Bagbag used, which is, and t- say to him, it should be omrim lo mi The text should be, shvort shinav vi omrim lo, and we say to him, we the beitin. Shaliani no tell, he shouldn't say, I'm taking mine. Shalohu no tell. I mean, the beitin should issue a thing that he's taking his own stuff. The language doesn't fit Rabbi Yara's explanation. Kasha, indeed, is difficult. Toshma, Let's say one ox jumped on another to kill him. The one, uh, the owner of the one being attacked, pulled his own ox out, and the other one fell and died. Patur, the one who saved his own ox, is exempt. So my love, the muad. Now notice, there's no loss here because if the shore attacking is a shore muad then even if his animal would be killed, he'd get the full payment for it. So there's no loss whatsoever. And nonetheless, supporting Rav, uh, Rav Nachman. The lake of Pseda, aren't we talking about a case of Muad, where there's no Pseda, and nonetheless he could take it in his own hands and he's patur? No, we're talking about Tom, the Ika Pseda. There is a loss, because if the Tom kills his animal, he only gets half payment. Here he saves the other half by saving the full animal. And uh, therefore, that's why Avid Yenish so Yachim Asaif, if that's the case, look at the second half of that din. The Chafole Al if instead of saving his own by pulling him out, he pushed the other one off and it died. Chayav, the Ibatama my Chayav. If the one on top is a Tam, why is he Chayav? After all, he's still saving half. Everybody would agree. The answer is Shayalu L'Sham Tov L'Sham Tov, and that's what I mentioned at the beginning of this discussion. Is the limits of Avid Inish to the Nafshe are you must do the minimal step. The minimal intrusion that's necessary in order to keep the Pseda from happening. He should have pulled out his own animal from the below, and it, we're talking about a case where he could have done so, and he didn't do so. Instead, he took the easy way out, which was more, uh, which led to a greater loss, and it killed the animal on top. For that, he's Chayav. Toshma, let's try this. Let's say a fellow fills up his neighbor's yard with a bunch of uh, pitchers of oil and of wine. The guy who owns the chatzer can walk in and break things as he goes in and out, doesn't have to worry whatsoever. Sounds like, and certainly there's no pseda, because uh, the fellow is not losing anything. What it meant is, not that he breaks 
the things, but it means he goes to Beit Din. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's meant as a, as a metaphor. Interesting case. A guy is an Eved Mitzor, an Eved Ivri. He was now there to Yovel, and he doesn't want to leave. And his master wants him to leave. And then the master hit him in order to get him to go. Shupatur. And in the master ended up wounding him. He's patur. Why? How do I know? To return to the land. Right? So now, what does that mean? The drush is, Don't take payment for somebody who hurts somebody who is returning to his family. Now, this Ebed Ivri is supposed to go back home. If he refuses to do so, this is clearly not pshat, even close to pshat in the pasuk, but you don't collect payment for damage done to such a fellow. So you see that Ovid Inishtinunafshe, this guy, this Evid was a Ganav, so keeping him around was a liability. That's why the master wanted him out. It was a Makam Seda. So Ada Idna Loganov, what suddenly became a Ganav? He's been there for 40 some odd years, perhaps, and now suddenly he's a Ganav? The answer is that until this point, he was afraid of his master. But now that the master officially freed him, he's not afraid, so now we've got this loose cannon around. That's one answer. Nachum Yitzchak Amari had a different answer, which is Be'evet Shemasal the Rabbah Shivchaknanit. This Evet Ivri was given a Shivchaknanit. Ada Yinahetera until this moment she's mutter to him. V'hashda Yisura now she's usher to him, and the Evet doesn't want to go free, and so the master who's hitting him is actually acting as a shleach beitin, as the way Rashi puts it, to get him to leave. All right, Toshmain. By the way, we know a shleach beitin who hurts somebody in the in the context of uh, enforcing is patur. Our Mishnah. As we saw earlier, the only reason he's patur is because he tripped on it. Hashvaraf, he broke it. Chayav. So you see, even if he broke it intentionally, he's patur. Again, we saw this earlier, that in the Seifa, the the fellow who put the picture down is only chayav if the fellow who uh, tripped on it, but not if he broke it on purpose. Aval shavarlo, he hurt himself. Again, parallel construction, that's why it says nitkal. Toshma, in the context of the index pasuk for boshet, where two men are fighting and one, the wife of one of them reaches in and grabs the other fellow in a very private place, it says, v'katsota it kapa. Right? We cut her hand off. What that means is mamon. She has, she has to pay mamon for boshet. My love is Aren't we talking about a case even when there's no other way to stop this fellow from hurting her husband and she still has to pay? So you see, Lo They're talking about a case where she could have done it some other way. She just chose this. But if there was no other way to save it, then indeed she's patur. Her husband's being attacked. She saves her husband by, by jumping in and this is how she saves him. She's patur. So So that's the case. Then the second part of that drasha is of shachayadah prat l'shliach beitin, that it exempts shliach beitin who acts in such a way where he's patur, lifluglin b'dibida, it should have also distinguished and said, medvar mamurim b'shichol atzal devar acher. This is only true if she can, if she has some other way for her to save her husband. Enochol atzal devar acher, patura, that it should have said, but if she can't save any other way, then she's patura. The answer is achinami kamar, that is really what it says. But medvar mamurim b'shichol atzal devar acher, 
That's where Shleich Beitin came in. In other words, the original statement was that she is Chayevet, but that's only if there was another way to save him. If not, then she's like a Shleich Beitin and Pturah. Let's say a fellow had some land, and it turned out that there was an, a public path that went right through his land. So what he did is he blocked it off, and he gave them a route going around. What he gave them is now theirs. But he still doesn't keep his own, the part that goes through. And the Rabbim now have two ways. The one through his thing and the one he gave them around. If you really say that, so let him sit there with a stick and, and stop anybody from walking through. This we particularly don't allow. It's a public policy issue because he may give them a very circuitous route to go around because uh, he's uh, totally in control, we don't want him to do it. So we say you you are not going to gain anything if you give if you give them another route, then you lost both. He said, "No, it's not that it, it, a precaution against that. It's only true if he gave them a circuitous route. But he gave, if he gave them a a uh, another route that's just as good, a parallel route that goes on the side of his field, that's not not any worse than the original route, then indeed he gets to to uh, keep the other part." Avashim, I give a third answer. Call me Hatzad Derech Hakalaton. Who any other route that's on the side is going to be a circuitous route. Why? Because somebody is going to have that route be further for them than the other one was. So So if that's the case, why doesn't he get to at least keep his original thing? He should say to the Rambim, "Okay, take your thing back, but give me my thing back." The answer is Yehuda. He had a rule that made anything that the public has kind of taken possession of, you're not allowed to mess with. Meaning, once the public has taken possession of it, it becomes public property. Once he gave them a thing on the side, he can't take it back. Toshma, so the last possible proof, if the fellow left Peah on one side of his field, and the Anim came and took from another side, it's both Peah, sounding as if he has to let them collect from both sides and perhaps even get double peah. If a person is allowed to take the law into their own hands, let them sit with a stick in front of where they're taking from and say, that's where I designated, you can't take from here. So Marava, my I said, what does it mean, Just to tell you that they're all patr namaser, not that the anim have the right to take from both sides. If a fellow is mafkir his, his vineyard, and the next morning he got up and harvested it anyways, all of the laws of matonanim now apply because he's undone, undone the hefker. But it is exempt from maser because at one particular point it was hefker. And that's what it means to say it has nothing to do with the avid inish to the nafshein, it has nothing to do with his putative obligation, which is not true. To give all of this away to the anim, but just means that they're all, all have a status of, of het, of min hamaser, because at one particular point, they were given to the anim. One part because he designated, the other part because that's where they really took. Okay, we'll stop at this point, pick up at the next podcast at Mishnah Bet, Andaf Chaf Chet, Amur Aleph. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.